Hi, welcome to another belated episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and today we're going to discuss the third episode of this season of The Bachelorette. The fact that eating a banana is apparently a no-go if you want to look as fit and cool as Blake. We're going to talk about the exit fight between Blake and Lucas and how that made having to endure the whole waboom hoopla worth it. And also we'll quickly go over the newly released cast list for this upcoming season of Bachelor in Paradise. Stay tuned! Alright, let's get things started. And of course, it wouldn't be an episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast if I wasn't starting off with an excuse as to why this is uploaded late. I swore on everything that I was going to have this up on Tuesday, the day after The Bachelorette. That way more people would hear it when they're searching The Bachelor on iTunes. That's what I wanted to have happen. But my husband, Alex... He is defending his thesis for his master's tomorrow. We're actually going to go to Utah after I record this. But um, we moved on to Vegas uh, to like get things settled and because our lease was up in Provo. But he really doesn't start work until like next week because he's defending his thesis for his master's this week. Um, but yeah, so he needed the laptop yesterday. We share a computer. We're not like fancy enough to have two computers but um he had to like work on his presentation and his powerpoint and everything and I was like I really want a podcast but I also don't want to be homeless and Alex needs to get his master's so he can have a job and support me and our child I mean, I could support myself in theory, but just like the current setup that we have is he goes to work and then I stay home and raise our child. Um, but yeah, so didn't want to be homeless. Decided to let him, you know, do his thesis. Not saying that his like master's thesis is more important than this podcast or anything, but it might be. It might be. Um... Anyway, so it's going up early this morning. I even woke up a little bit early to get it up because surprisingly there were people yesterday that asked where it was, which was exciting for me. Um, I thought that the only person that listens to the podcast is like my sister and her friends. Um, Anyway, uh, before we start off with the show, because I know that once I start getting into the recap, I'll never stop. And then like before I know it. This episode will be like an hour long. I want to go over the newly released cast list for Bachelor in Paradise this summer because I'm like so fascinated by it. Honestly, I love the the Bachelor franchise, obviously. That's why I like talk about it so much. And I feel like everything is just a build up for Bachelor in Paradise. Like in... Like, the little, like, group chat and stuff I'm on, we're always just talking about Paradise and how, like, characters will do and stuff on there. I feel like I, at least with The Bachelorette, with The Bachelor, I'm, like, a little bit more invested. The Bachelorette, like, always kind of drags for me. Like, I would never miss an episode of The Bachelor, like, live. Or, like, I would really try not to. Um, But with The Bachelorette, I'm always like, hmm... I can catch it in the morning on Hulu when there's no commercials or whatever. Like, I'm just not as invested. Even when it's really good season like this one, I just, I don't know. 
but um, everything is just leading up to Bachelor in Paradise. And Paradise is another show where not that I'm, like, ever worried about spoilers with Bachelor in Paradise because it's not as serious. Like, they're only there for, like, 18 days. So engagements and stuff on there, like, I feel like aren't as serious as on The Bachelor. Um, even though some would argue that they actually get a lot more time together on Bachelor in Paradise rather than on, like, The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Because they only get, like, 18 days with each other, but it's, like, nonstop. And also, to be fair, I guess I did get engaged to my husband after, like, dating him for two months. So maybe I should take Bachelor in Paradise more seriously as a matchmaking show. But really, it's just fun. Like, they take themselves less seriously. It's, it's like, such a good watch. But anyway, so the cast list came out today and I was so excited basically like there's no surprises here I've been secretly hoping in my heart that Ben Higgins was gonna come back and I only really wish that not that I thought that he ever would because I always thought that he like took himself a little seriously and he like just broke up with Lauren and I assumed that he was going to break up with Lauren and then just kind of like fade out of the spotlight like he didn't want that to happen like he didn't want to still be famous and like he didn't want to like promote instagram tea or anything like that but like two days after he breaks up with lauren he like announced that he was on a podcast with ashley iconetti from what's his name chris's season and i love ashley i but yeah they have like a new podcast together called almost famous and it seems like he's like a lot more involved in like the la life and they were supposed to have Chris Souls go on Bachelor in Paradise this summer, but he got arrested. Um, so he can't leave the country and go drink for a couple weeks. Bummer um, for him and also for the um, person affected by his car accident that led him to get arrested. Anyway. Here's a cast list, and I'm going to read it off with, like, a little bit of commentary because I try not to read any spoilers, like, on Reality Steve or anything, but I did read his post about which one of these, like, cast members actually have, like, a boyfriend back home. Yeah, some of them, like, are in definite relationships, and yet, like, their boyfriends are either they broke up with their boyfriends to go on the show or their boyfriends are just, like, complicit and, like, letting them go make out with dudes for like two weeks so they could like get more Instagram fame. Anyway, so we have Raven from last season. No surprise there. You already know that she's going to be like the darling of Bachelor in Paradise. You know that they're going to kind of try to hail her as like the new Amanda or the new Jade, even though Amanda's coming back, which is something I'll get to in a second. But she was the only confirmed member of um, the cast this season for so long and I know that the show definitely would have made her bachelorette if Rachel wasn't going to be bachelorette and yes like Corinne is also a darling of the show but you know that they're like not trying to get her engaged she's going to have you know how every season of BNP there's a gimmick person that like cannot get eliminated like, there was Ashley I and Lauren um, two seasons ago. I've only watched the last two seasons. But 
but there's Ashley I and her sister Lauren where like if you eliminate one then you eliminate the other and if you give a roast to one you give a roast to both of them and then last time it was the twins they're going to come up with some kind of like special way to make sure that Corinne is there for the long haul um but yeah so we have Raven uh I expect her to do really really well Corinne of course Amanda is coming back which I think that is kind of a difficult it's kind of weird that she got engaged on that show and now she's coming back of course like weirder things have happened in the bachelor universe but I don't know it's just kind of weird right it's like she had her chance she got engaged and it like just didn't work out and I just think it's I don't know, and she, there's that whole aspect of, like, her having kids and everything, which is perfectly fine. She could totally have kids, but I don't know. I don't want to sound too judgy because it's her life, and those kids also have a dad that they can go hang out with for 18 days, but it's just, it would be hard to leave your kids. That's the only thing I have to say. It would be hard to leave your kids over and over again for that long. Um, and then Alexis Waters the shark dolphin girl from last season thank goodness she's gonna be there i'm hoping that she definitely like brings a comedy but also they let us see like a little bit more of her and she's not just like a gag person that they put on in like at the end credits of every episode then we have Derek peth who i'm actually really shocked to see on there he's the guy that looks like jim from the office kind of i actually never really saw it that much like, I think I see, like, similarities, but never, like, if he was my friend, I wouldn't be like, wow, I can't even concentrate. You look so much like Jim from The Office. I'd be like, all right, they're kind of similar, but I've seen better doppelgangers in my day. Um, but, yeah, he's on it. I'm kind of surprised because he doesn't have that much of a following online. I follow him on Twitter because I actually think he's, like, really funny. And most of the time, I'm, like, his only Twitter favorite or his only, like, retweet for a while. And now Bachelor in Paradise is just going to mess up this good thing that me and Derek Peth have going. It's a bummer. Bummer in the summer. And then we have Demario. Who a lot of people online were really shocked that Demario was going to be on the season of Bachelor in Paradise. But I was not shocked at all. I had read that they were hoping to kind of groom him to be like the next Bachelor. Because he's like so handsome and so like energetic and so charming. But then this, like, girlfriend thing happened, and they realized that, like, this was going to make better TV. And what I'm assuming is they're bringing him on to Paradise kind of to be, um, like, you know how, like, Paradise was, like, Nick Viles' swan song last summer, and then he ended up, like, being The Bachelor? I'm not saying that they're going to make DeMario The Bachelor. I think that he's kind of, like, burned too many bridges with people that won't watch Bachelor in Paradise, but just watch the bachelorette and the bachelor i think that people would be like whoa you're bringing this cheater on to date all these women like that's not cool but i do think that they have bigger plans for demario and he is going to get the best edit he is going to they're going to try to put him together with like raven or something and yeah he is expect for the tides to turn for demario that's that's my feeling about it then we have Lacey Mark from last season. 
of The Bachelor. And if you're like, Lacey Mark, who the heck is that? Yeah, that's like the right idea. She went home on like episode two, maybe episode three. And I've always had a theory about her. I'm like, you know what? She gets a lot of screen time when she's on the TV. Nick clearly isn't into her. They gave her a lot of screen time on Bachelor after, or not after the final rose. What's it called? Women Tell All. They give her like a lot of screen time all the time, and I've always been confused about that. And I kept thinking, I'm like, you know what? This girl's got to be like related to somebody at ABC. Um, or have like some kind of connection because they are being way too kind to this girl based on the fact that like it didn't really seem like she had any clear friends in the house. She wasn't really involved in any drama in the house. Nick didn't like her. Like there was no reason for her to be um, like on TV as much. Like there were plenty of girls that just fell into the background. She wasn't like playing like a narrator role. They just always put her ITMs in for no reason. So, being someone with way too much time on my hands, I did some quick Google searches, and yeah, she's totally related to somebody at ABC. Um, and now she's going to Paradise, and I think that she's part of the original cast. I'm assuming that this whole list is the original cast. Um, it's really girl-heavy, and it's kind of lacking in the boy department, but that's because the boys, like, there will be more boys announced as the show goes on or as the summer goes on because they're all still on Rachel's season and they can't spoil Rachel's season um all right and then we have Christina who from last season who I was so in love with I actually thought that she was gonna win last season and or at least I wanted her to win she's gonna get an amazing edit they're also gonna bring like a great guy for her to date but she secretly has a boyfriend. She's secretly been dating Jeff Holm. And also Corinne has had a boyfriend. Alexis has had a boyfriend for months. Um, I'm surprised that Astrid isn't on this list, but Astrid has, has had a boyfriend and she's rumored to be going. Um, it's, it's all like very weird. But yeah, excited to see Christina. Then we have Nick, St. Nick Benvenuti um, of JoJo season. I, like, remember him, but I couldn't tell you anything about him. Not that excited to see him. There's Danielle Maltby, who is from next season. I actually really loved her, even though I thought she was boring. And I never thought that she would do good on Paradise. And she's also, like, a NICU nurse, so... And she had mentioned that she didn't think that she'd get the time off, but she did. So, whatever. I'll enjoy watching her. I think that she'll get a good edit, too. And then, for some reason, unbeknownst to me... Freaking Taylor Nolan of last season is going back. The only thing I could think of is that they're paying her a lot of money to come back and be around Corinne. Like, they're paying her a lot of money. Because she got the worst edit last season. Like, you know how, like, Corinne was definitely supposed to be the villain and then this kind of, like, flipped the tides on us because they realized how marketable Corinne was? Then they, like, made Taylor the villain, and Taylor had to deal with, like, this huge fallout on social media. She still gets, like, death threats. Um, women's tell all. She was just, like, crying, and she was made out to be way worse than she was. And let me just say, I thought that she was annoying and out of line and condescending with Corinne, but I didn't think that she was, like, the season's villain. 
I am just shocked. Like, in the same way that I'd be shocked if Olivia came back. I know that Olivia was talking about coming onto Bachelor in Paradise, but when they've both been so vocal about how the screw how the show screwed them over and now like they're back it's so uncomfortable olivia decided not to and taylor should do the same but it's too late now she's already in mexico then we have robbie of joe's joe's season no shock there right he wants to be famous so bad um he'll probably they'll probably try to set amanda up with him but i don't want to see it i don't care Ben Zorn of Caitlyn's season, which is the only person from Caitlyn's season so far, and mm, whatever, he's handsome. There's Jasmine from uh, Nick's season, who you guys know my opinions on her. I think she's so beautiful. Like, let me just say that. I think that she's so beautiful, and I do like her, like, out there personality, but she's just too much for me sometimes. Like, I just want her to tone it down. I have a hard time looking past the choky situation from Nick. And I feel like every opportunity she has to, um, like, every opportunity she has on the show, she just kind of tries to, like, override everybody and be, like, like, for Women's Tell All, for example, like, she had something to say about everybody, even things that, like, didn't affect her. Because she like wanted to be on B and P so bad. I don't know. I I'm not like too fond of her. Holy smokes! I've been almost talking about this for twenty minutes. This was supposed to be like five minutes. Anyway, then Vinny from Bachelor in Paradise last season that was with Izzy. Um, she's he's coming back, so that's cool. And then Alex from JoJo season, cool, whatever. Overall, I'm so excited. I feel like I'm just watching Rachel's season, just waiting for August eighth when B and P comes on. I'm so excited. Anyway, Bachelor in Paradise is where it's at. Can't wait to see the rest of the cast. Um, all right, so let's just hop into last night's episode or Monday night's episode. Because a lot happened. Normally, this early on in the season, not that much happens because like there's no emotional connections. They just have, like, the gag people on there. And, like, people are just there to, like, be funny jokes. But the season, like, they're really bringing it. Like, I know that I said that I was that they were reaching for drama. And, yes, I still believe that they're kind of reaching. But at least Blake and Boom are gone now. But we'll go over that. So, at the beginning of the episode... We pick up where we left off with last week's cliffhanger, which, again, so annoying that they're doing these cliffhangers. I'm so over it. But, so we pick up where we left off with Demario coming back. All the guys are, like, getting revved up to, like, go defend Rachel's honor as if Rachel cannot defend herself. And Demario comes in and asks to talk to Rachel. Rachel goes and hears him out. And he gives her, like, this super long speech it was so like he didn't let her speak at all like during it like he clearly had this whole thing planned out I thought it was so funny when he mentioned he was like yeah my uber on the way over here like this is what my uber driver told me and I can't even sleep at night like he's only been like away for one night he's probably like lacking sleep because he knows that he's gonna get so embarrassed on tv 
Um, but then he gave her like this speech about how you need to feel sorrow in order to feel joy, which leads me to believe that he was just listening to Mumford and Sons all the way over in his Uber to make this speech. Um, and then he like gives the time over to Rachel and Rachel's speech was everything. She's so poised and calm and collected and like, you know those moments where you wish that you can go back and say things after you get into an argument or, like, someone really makes you mad and you start thinking about, like, oh, if only I'd said this. I wish I had said this. Yeah, I don't think that Rachel has those moments. I think that she's, like, always, like, super calm and, like, level-headed and collected. She's an attorney, so that's probably, like, a key trait of hers. But she just... I wish I had, like, written down her quotes, but she's like, that's very nice that you're a new person. You're going to have to be a new person, not around me. Your future, looking forward, that you say that you want to, like, look forward to, like, a positive future, that's outside of the mansion, not inside. You are a boy. I'm looking for a man. Like, it was so good. It was so good. Like, seriously, a highlight. And... I haven't really listened to like all my like bachelor podcasts I normally do and I decided that I'm not going to this is a side note about me normally on like Tuesdays I listen to like all my bachelor pods of like people I love and stuff but I feel like that's kind of influencing like my opinions a little bit like for the podcast and like I found myself like quoting people last time I did like my last episode of the podcast I found myself, like, quoting people, and I didn't mean to be, um, but just, like, I agreed with their ideas, and suddenly, like, they were my ideas, and I feel uncomfortable with it. So I'm going to try not to listen to anybody until I upload the podcast each week, and if I stay on track by doing them every Tuesday, then that shouldn't be a problem. But I was listening to the Here to here to make friends podcast and they made such a good point about how good of a bachelorette Rachel is which is something I'll get into later but if this had been any other bachelorette like I feel like we saw something like this on Jojo season and like Caitlyn's season if Demario had come back and gave that whole speech like if this was Jojo and we saw this in her season Jojo would have been like (laughs) I can't, I can't even, I just, I cannot take this right now. I need, I need a second. And she'd be like heaving, sobs, walking away, like in her like beautiful gown and crying. And like, she wouldn't be able to take it emotionally, which is a totally fine reaction to have. But it's so, um, it's just so different watching somebody who is like as old and old. You know what I mean. Someone who's like as mature and experienced and professional as Rachel is. Seeing how she handles a situation like that. Whereas Jojo or like even Caitlyn, it's like this huge trauma and they can't take it and la la la. So yeah, go Rachel. She didn't let him in, which was awesome. Um, Yeah, so basically Rachel just walks away. She wrote on her Twitter last night, she said, the theme of this episode is boy bye. And I'm like, Rachel, you're too good for this world. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Anyway, so the cocktail party really gets going, and she talks to Kenny, who I had doubts about Kenny. Like, I thought that he was really, really strong contender, but we didn't see much of him on the season preview, so that led me to believe that he's not going to be on the season that much. But they've been giving him so much screen time where I'm, like, now confused. I don't know. So I could... Now see him being a top four contender, even though I just don't see him. I don't see him winning, that's for sure. Because, you know, Peter is still in the game. But I don't know. I don't know. They're giving him an awful lot of screen time. But I think that he, this is going to sound so horrible, but I think that he needs to stop focusing so much on his daughter. Like every single conversation is about his daughter, which is great. I'm glad that he loves his kids. Or his kid. Singular. He has one daughter. But. It's. He needs to build a foundation with Rachel. Other than that. And who knows. They probably are. But all that they're like editing to show us. Is that Kenny. Has this daughter. And he talks about the daughter. And he shows pictures of the daughter. And it's all about the daughter. Um. Anyway, nothing else really happened at the cocktail party. Oh, Will got his kiss. They were, like, playing, like, a little basketball set. Will and Rachel. Like, on, like, one of those, like, little mini basketball hoop things for kids. And then they had, like, a sweet little kiss. And you know what? I think I've been sleeping on Will. I never really thought that he would make it that far. But you know what? He probably will. And he was in the season preview a lot. And you could tell that he goes abroad, so... Things could go well for him. I don't think he's top four, but whatever. That's basically all that you need to know about the cocktail party. Oh, wait, except for like the most important thing that happened. So we have to deal with Lucas and Blake one more time. And as you all know, I've been super exhausted about the whole Waboom situation. I am not entertained by it. I think it's stupid. I think that the producers have really been reaching for drama. I can't stand Blake. It's all just so dumb. But last night's episode really made all of it worth it, I think, because of how effing funny it was. So Rachel pulls Lucas aside. Rachel just has this look on her face like, how many more times do I have to talk to this idiot until the producers will let me send them home? This is getting out of hand. And Lucas is like, uh, I just need to talk to you about Blake. And Rachel's like, yeah, why does Blake hate you so much? And he goes, uh, I don't know. I don't think he likes me that much, but I think he has a crush on me. And Rachel's like, you think he likes you? Why do you think that? And by the way, this is such like a textbook thing that like a third grader like if you're if you're in third grade and you're like being bullied someone might tell you oh it's because that person likes you or like they have a crush on you or something like it seemed very reminiscent of something that would happen in you know early elementary school but yeah so Lucas told Rachel that Blake was standing over his bed at night when he woke up 
staring at him eating a banana. And Rachel was trying so hard not to laugh, you could tell. But then she also had her lawyer face on, like, um, did he finish the banana? It was so good. It was so funny. Like, I was already, like, losing it at that point. But little did I know that, like, the best was still to come. So she grabs Blake and, like, lets Blake explain his side of the story. And she's like, Lucas said that you were standing over his bed eating a banana. And Blake is like, that's just ridiculous because I'm on a ketogenic diet and I don't eat bananas because I'm on a carb-free diet. Which led me to ask the age-old question, is a banana a carb? And, of course, I had to Google it. Which, I mean, it makes sense. Fruit is full of sugar, sugar is carbs, whatever. But it was just such a funny defense. But not as funny as their exit interviews. So, all that hoopla is over. We have the rose ceremony. Um, and just like some quick notes from the rose ceremony. Brian gets a rose and he's starting to like creep me out a little bit less at this point. But then... When they go on the Ellen date after this, he starts creeping me out even worse. And I just, he's got to go. I do not like him. Um, Alex gets a rose. And I actually think that he'll make it surprisingly far because they keep highlighting their time together. Rachel clearly likes how they can have like intellectual conversations and, you know, talk smart things to each other. So she's liking that. And I actually think he's really handsome, and I really liked him on the Ellen date. Uh, Jonathan, he looks, he still looks like a creepy version of Bradley Cooper. And those hands that he brought out for his date with Rachel, he's got to go. He'll go next episode. He's definitely not going abroad. Um, Jack Stone is still creepy. And she gives a rose to somebody named Matt, who I'd never seen before in my life until this moment and yeah so the people that don't get a rose is lucas and blake and somebody else but i can't remember who else didn't get one but yeah so lucas and blake they both don't get a rose which is so good and it leads to the best bachelor fight i think i've seen in such a long time based on comedic value so Lucas is like so drunk. He's like blackout drunk. Corinne level drunk. He's worse than blackout drunk. He's Corinne level drunk. And Blake is in his in the moment interview and he's saying, I would still be here if it wasn't for Blake. I really wanted to get to know Rachel. And now Waboom is just ruining it for me. And now I have to go back home and see him all the time. We live in the same town. I'm going to have to see him all the time. And I'm like, dude, you live in L.A. There are millions of people that live in L.A. You are an effing idiot. But then they have their little on-screen fight. And here's just a quick uh, dramatic reading of it that I Mormonized up a little bit for um, my sake. And here's just like some of the highlights. Blake starts with, I just want to say freak you, bro, you piece of poop. 
You're here for all the wrong reasons, and I got drugged into your bull poop. I see right through you, and I know why you're here, and it kills me. Then Lucas says, Why am I here? Blake says, You're on here to be on freaking TV. And why is that? Because you're a wannabe comedian. You're a washed-up joke. I can't help but feel like if you weren't here, then I would have a real shot at getting to know Rachel. But because you were too busy wah-booming and making a joke out of this whole experience, I'm going home. You win, Lucas. Wah-boom. Then Blake walks off. And then Lucas goes... One sec, I lost it in my notes. The thing is, it's not about winning. It's about the world, brother. And you have no idea what the world means. You're the waboom clown. I'm the nice gentleman. Go back to your protein shakes. Go back to your steroids. I'm just going to let you speak for yourself. Then Lucas is just making weird noises in the background. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then says, just get back to your garbage clown life, dude. Then Blake says, my clown life. And then they just scream at each other for a little bit. And then Blake says, funny is not waboom. Waboom is like waka waka pie in the face, waka waka fart joke. Let me know when you change the world one waboom at a time. And that's all we need to say. That's all that needs to be said about their fight. They walk off, and then that was single-handedly one of the best moments in Bachelor history, in my opinion, based on comedic value. Also, the reason why I wrote that whole thing out was because I was going to have Alex on this episode um, to do a dramatic reading of that with me. He was going to be Blake, and I was going to be Lucas. It was going to be so romantic. But um, we were going to try to record this last night, but our baby wouldn't sleep. And we're like... I guess we, like, gotta be parents instead of making a Bachelor podcast together. Then he's off, like, being a parent or something right now. So annoying, right? Blame Piper. Piper doesn't have a Twitter yet, but I'll I'll make her one just so you can send your complaints her way. Um, anyway, basically, that fight was hilarious, but I hate that I have to see these two idiots in paradise. You know that they're going to be announced. You know that they're both going to be there. It's so stupid. But anyway, it's Ellen time. It's the next day, and then they go on their Ellen date. And I kind of wish that Ellen had gone to the house. You know last season when the Backstreet Boys had their date, and then the Backstreet Boys, out of the kindness of their own heart, went to the mansion to meet everybody that weren't going to be on, like... That wasn't selected to be on the date. Um, I thought that was so sweet because, like, if I wasn't selected for the the Backstreet Boys date, I would be so sad. And I would feel the same way about the Ellen date. So I wish that she had gone to the house, but whatever. So Ellen brings them all out to the show and then asks, who has kissed Rachel? And right when I thought Brian was getting back in my good graces, he says, she's a great kisser. And then someone else says, yeah, I think so too. Then he grabs the mic and says, you got my sloppy seconds, which is so gross. Like, Brian, you are 37. You're a 37-year-old chiropractor. You don't need to be saying stuff like, like, oh, she's, you kissed her after me. You got my sloppy seconds. Like, are you in a frat? Are you a frat boy, Brian? No, you're ridiculous. Um, 
Yeah, so Brian won points with me in the beginning of the episode and then lost them all quickly. Um, and notice how respectful Peter was when he didn't say that he had kissed her at that moment. Um, he just let Will and Brian kind of have it out, and he stood in the background like, I kissed her all day long on our one-on-one date, and we have an emotional connection. He could have said that, but he's classy, so he didn't. Um, yeah, so then she has them all strip. Ellen has all the boys, men, grown men, strip, and then, like, go dance for money in the audience. I didn't really understand that, and I think I kind of, like, tuned it out because I saw Peter's tattoos, and I was so distracted, and I've decided that the only non-perfect thing about Peter is his tattoos. Um... But then they play Never Have I Ever, and we don't learn that much. We just learn that there are nude photos of Peter, and they exist. And I, like, I won't look at them when they're released online, but I'll report about it. Just, you know, for the people. So Ellen is over, then they go to the cocktail party. It's pretty uneventful. We see some good Peter and Rachel time. Uh, Brian and her just make out. And then Freddy, he goes by, like, many different names on the show. He's gone by Fred, Frederick, and Freddy. But, you know, like the dude that was, like, he went to camp with Rachel. He, like, talks about how he really wants to be with Rachel. They get together again. He asks if he can kiss her, and it's really awkward. And she goes, you're asking if you can kiss me? Why not just kiss me? And so they kiss. It's super awkward. It's cringeworthy. You know that he's about to get sent home, even though he's, like, super elated and thinks that it went really well. And then at the end of the cocktail party, Rachel grabs the rose and says, Freddie, can I talk to you for a second? And so they all think, including Freddie, that Freddie is getting the rose. And then she sends him home. And I have agreed, other than Rachel's decision to keep Brian around, and other than Rachel's decision to keep Waboom around, I've always agreed with all of her decisions. But that one I thought was like particularly heartless. That was pretty rude to bring the rose around. She didn't need to do that. She sends Freddie home. It's so sad. Um, but yeah, then she gives Alex the rose. And like I said in the beginning, I think that Alex is a sleeper hit. I think he's smart. I think that they have good conversations. I think he's so handsome. I never, re- like, realized how handsome he was until this episode. But, yeah. So, that's the end of that date. Then, uh, Anthony and Rachel, they go on a date where they ride horses through Rodeo Drive, which would be my my worst nightmare, I think. Having something embarrassing happen like that in front of so many people... So embarrassing. I, mm, no thank you. Anthony was cool. It seemed like they had a good connection, I guess, but I think he'll make it to, like, top six, maybe, and then go home. Not much to report there. The only thing about that date is that they missed an opportunity to bring Corinne back. I know that they were bringing her back for the next date, but they were on a shopping date. They totally could have brought in Corinne as, like, a shopping guru or something. I know that they're jumping at the chance to bring Corinne in places. So, missed opportunity. Sorry, ABC. Um, at the end of the date, uh, 
Rachel gave the rose, and I realized why Rachel is such an amazing bachelorette. Because she, when giving him, like, the rose, she discussed so many things that she, like, likes about him and, like, how she just seemed, like, so level-headed about all of it. I don't know. I... Rachel's is such a good bachelor. I had a big point that I was going to make there, but I didn't put it in my notes and now I'm forgetting it. Like I just wrote in my notes, talk about why Rachel is such an amazing bachelorette. And now I forget, but just trust me. Okay. If you had like any doubt, she's, she's good. Um, yeah. So then it's the next date. They have a mud wrestling date with a lot of the guys and just some quick notes about this we see that eric is going insane he is spiraling out of control and i don't really know why um i think that something must have been left out in editing because it wasn't really made clear to us why people were taking such fault with what eric was saying eric was saying i believe that rachel is here for the right reasons but I don't know if she's interested in me at all. I haven't really gotten any validation from her. I'm wondering if I should be worried. I'm just going to talk to Rachel and see where she's at. Because if she's not feeling me at all, I'll just go home. So I think, if anything, that proved that he was definitely there for the right reasons. But the guys took it and twisted it into the saying about him being there for the wrong reasons and... He'd never been in a relationship before, and it was it was really dumb, and something had been edited out, and we don't know what that is, because something was definitely missing there. Um, but yeah, so although his point was good, he was going insane, and he does have valid points, but he has a really bad approach. He has a bad approach of screaming and yelling and getting intense and I don't know how much of alcohol like how much alcohol is a factor in that but it's a it was just a little hard to watch so yeah it's a mud wrestling day not really much to report there Rachel brings back like some of her favorite girls I thought it was kind of weird that they got to meet the boys on that party bus because I just felt like they were looking at the men being like hmm I'll see you in a couple weeks at paradise and yeah guys tell Rachel's friends that Eric has bad intentions we see Jasmine again but actually Jasmine was more bearable on this episode um but they are clearly trying to do her favors because they're bringing her back at every opportunity um yeah so the mud wrestling happens I thought that Jack Stone, the guy with the creepy face and the fake teeth, I thought his teeth were going to fall right out when they were wrestling. I thought that his dentures were just going to be floating around in that mud. I was very worried about it. I also noticed that Bryce definitely has fake teeth. The guy with the elf ears, he definitely has fake teeth. Battle of the fake teeth. I'm not hating. Maybe I'm a little jealous. But those are definitely their defining features. Um, watching Lee and Kenny wrestle was especially delightful given all of the racist tweets that came out um, that Lee did. 
I I took a lot of delight in watching that. Um, but all in all, the mud wrestling date is over. Kenny keeps losing all these dates that he should be winning. He lost the dad date, and now he lost the wrestling date. He's a pro wrestler. Like, that is so weird. Anyway, Eric talks to Rachel about his concerns, and he's fine. Rachel's fine. And she actually gives Eric the rose. So, that's good. Then we go home, um, back to the house. There's the cocktail party. And Iggy goes and talks to Rachel. And Iggy didn't have a date this week. There were a couple people that were left out. I think it was Iggy and Josiah, which means that Josiah will definitely get the next one-on-one. Um, I'm anticipating. And Iggy is making a mistake. Uh, because he goes up to her and he hasn't seen her all week long and he just takes his time to talk about Eric. Like, you haven't seen her all week and you're spending your time talking to her about someone else? That's like the last nail in the coffin, dude. You're going home. I don't care how much you look like my nephew Ignatius, um, who goes by the same name, Iggy. But I don't care how much you look like my nephew Iggy, you're going home. Um, but yeah, so then they talk about the Eric stuff again, and I just don't understand it. I think that they're, they did a bad job at editing something out because something is missing and they don't really give us an explanation for it. And it just, there's got to be more of a reason why everyone is hating on Eric, because if their reason is really what they're leading us to believe, then all the guys that are picking a fight with Eric are stupid. But Eric is also stupid because his approach is so bad. So yeah, lots of stupidity that I thought that we were done with once LeBoom and Blake left, but I guess not. Then of course they end the episode on another effing cliffhanger. No one is enjoying these cliffhangers. No one's like in suspense. We just want to see a rose ceremony. Like we just want the show to get back to its normal format. If we're not going to have a rose ceremony at the end of the episodes, that throws off the whole show so much. See how wild, like, riled up I'm getting about this? I know that it doesn't matter. I know there are many serious world things happening, but just... The Bachelor is, like, the two hours a week that I could just zone out and, like, not think about Donald Trump. This is... Just give me this, you know? Like, let me freak out about this for a moment. But anyway, the effing cliffhangers is so... They're so dumb. No one's enjoying them. And we have to wait two weeks until the next episode. Because of the NBA finals or something that's happening. So they like pushed back the next episode. I don't know. I'm done. All in all, good episode though. Go Rachel. I'm excited to see who gets sent home actually. Because I like I'm kind of sure I know. Like there's people that definitely do not have a connection with her. Um, So we'll just have to see what happens with that. But yeah. That's about all I have to say. I promise next week will be different. This recap will be up on Tuesday. After I watch A Bachelorette, I will record it. I will edit it. I will put it on iTunes. I will put it on Google Play. And yeah. Um, Then also at this time, I'm going to ask that if you listen to this and you enjoyed it, please give me a rating and a review on iTunes. That way, when people search 
um, The Bachelorette or t- anything TV related, it will go to the top of their list whenever like there's like reviews or subscri- subscriptions. It's like more likely that when people make random searches, they'll find mine. So do that. Um, and yeah, there should be a couple new episodes coming out that are not Bachelor related. Uh, I'm going to be talking about MLMs with someone really cool, I think. We're going to be talking about the Netflix documentary about multi-level marketing that I think is really good. And I think that I'm doing an episode about Handmaid's Tale. And yeah, lots coming up soon. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry if this was all a little bit rambly. Have a good day.